One thing that, Ben Whittinghill, you said in your plenary is that Paul says that he was comforted in his affliction so that he could comfort others with the very comfort he received. Paul's not just talking about being able to put your arm around someone and say, hey, I've been where you've been. He is saying, I've received this supernatural comfort from God and out of that experience, I, I want to overflow to you that divine comfort. Welcome to the Small Town Summit Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Whittinghill, and it is a treat for me to get to be joined today by the whole Small Town Summit's leadership team as we close out season four of the podcast. We want to take time to celebrate God's faithfulness in all that He has been doing in this ministry. And we hope that you'll join us uh, just from your heart, offering to God a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving for all that He's done. We know His Word talks about magnifying Him with thanksgiving and ascribing to Him glory and strength and praising Him for all of His goodness. And so we wanna take time to do that with you today. Uh, to celebrate His kindness in ways that uh, we get to see behind the scenes that you may not know of or have heard of, to celebrate what He's been doing through our partner team and through the summits. And our heart in all of it is to magnify Him and to say to Him alone, be glory and praise and not to us. So I hope you enjoy this conversation um, and that it's a real source of worship for you as we celebrate God's kindness to us in this ministry and to his people through this ministry. So enjoy this conversation with the brothers from the Small Town Summit's leadership team. Well, gentlemen, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, it has been uh almost a couple of years now since we've had all five of us uh, on this podcast together. And um, I just wanted to take time with the whole team to celebrate God's kindness to us. Um, we did an update last year on where we were prayerfully hoping to go and bringing Ben on as executive director and getting to uh, every New England state this year. And now that we've had three summits already so far in 2023, wanted to take a moment at the end of this podcast season and just celebrate God's goodness. And a few of us have been doing this two-year Bible reading plan that Stephen put together for the Gospel Coalition uh, a few years back. And I was reading in Psalm 136 about giving thanks to the Lord for He is good for his steadfast love endures forever. And then David does what every um, reformed hymn only guy loves and repeating that same refrain <laughs> uh, 52 times in this one Psalm. So he, he, he keeps repeating God's steadfast love endures forever so that you will keep singing it until you mean it. And it, it interlaces all that God has done. So his emphasis is, Give thanks to God for all these ways that he has shown his kindness to us, ways that he's acted toward us in his covenant love. And then remember that his reason for all of it is that he is faithful to his covenant. He loves us. 
he's committed to his glory and he's good and it endures forever. So I want this podcast episode to be kind of an Ebenezer of sorts to celebrate God and his goodness. And so um, we want to say just from the outset, if you're listening in, our heart's desire in this episode is not to bring glory to small town summits or to highlight meaningful ministry that we have done, but that we could um, look at what God has done with our loaves and fish and say, not to us, Lord, but to your name, be the glory for his steadfast love and his faithfulness. Hmm. Um, so guys, I want to invite you into um, just celebrating God's faithfulness to us over, especially this last year. Um, last time some of these guys or the listeners have heard from some of you has been what we prayed for and hoped for. And now we're seeing some of the realization of it. So um want to open it up to you, uh, especially just beginning at kind of a organizational level with what we were hoping to do with bringing Ben on um, as executive director or uh, starting this partner team. So um, any of you can jump in, just how are things going? What has God been doing over the last year um, leading up to hosting these summits? I'll start, Ben, just um, with this this thought that we felt um, a year or two ago, this real desire to um, to increase the number of summits we were doing and to be able to reach more people and encourage more pastors and churches. And the thought was, can we increase the scale of what we're doing and not lose the thing we're doing? <laughs> can we... Uh, can we scale it and not lose it? And the thought has been, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna in- increase the frequency of summits, the number of summits, and other elements of the ministry without losing the very thing that we're trying to spread to more people, we need people we love and trust and respect and ad- admire. And uh, it's just been so crucial to build a partner team. God has blessed us with this growing unity among um, partners from each of the the six New England states. And together with that, um, he's given us uh, Ben Rule as our executive director. And we could not have brought on partners and expected to communicate with them and have them help us lead summits if we hadn't had someone who's steering the ship and making sure that we're communicating with them and uh, helping our partners to know what it means to lead a summit. So it's just, I mean, I give thanks to God. Um, Our hope was bring on an executive director, bring on partners, and let them work really well together. And absolutely, I I mean, I couldn't be happier. I feel like uh, Ben Rule is doing an amazing job of leading, and our partners have really grasped the vision and are helping us with summits. And so um, the summits that we've hosted already this year, our leadership team in many ways has done less with because we're giving more away to partners and they've still felt like summits. Mm-hmm. And so I just praise God for that. Yeah. I just want to add to that. Like when we invited seven, I think it's 17 guys to become partners. Is that the right number? Um, we got them together last, what is that? November in, in, and for a, a mini retreat. And I'm just, I'm overwhelmed by the bonding that has happened yeah. among them and, and, and especially among the guys in this, in the same state. And so how God has allowed us to envision 
uh, summits happening more regularly through partners and through these particular brothers who have said yes. And then to watch them bond is just a gift from the Lord. I even think thinking about the men that God led to that team, um, the team that we have is better than if we could have just multiplied ourselves up to 17 or 18. Uh, they're each each of their individual strengths put together just makes such a sweet uh, team of guys who are serving faithfully all around New England. And they've all been just relationally a blessing to me already. And then a blessing organizationally uh, to see how it's blessing other people around New England as well. I, I think as well, there's a mix of older and younger seasoned pastors, folks who are guys who are just starting out. That's an interesting dynamic on the team. And also one of the things that struck me was just how quickly that depth of bonding has occurred. I mean, when we had our partner retreat last November, there there was a lot of laughter and there was there was a lot of tears too. And I think it indicates to me just how eager pastors are to connect with like-minded men who share their their understanding of who God is and a sense of deep call to ministry and also the bonding that occurs when you're actually doing ministry together. You're not just there to kind of build relationship, but of course you are doing that, but you're also, you have a purpose and an aim that you're working toward together. As I step back yeah. and think about what God has done over the last six months, even it's really mind blowing. It's just a, like Ben was sharing it. It's just a reason to praise God. Uh, first of all, as we were just talking about bringing on Ben rule and the organization that has happened because of that and the things that it's allowed us to do, but then coming out of that, just seeing these first two summits and then a third summit coming up soon, three more Lord willing in the fall. It really has been incredible. So many reasons to praise God to see one summit in each New England state. So in my own state of Vermont, it really struck me last week with our summit that we had not had a full summit. We had had a half day Northern summit with another ministry, but we had not had a real full Vermont summit in five years. I mean, five years, it's, you know, it's, it's great, but you can't really have an enduring ministry if you're just doing something every five years in a location. And it was incredible to be able to tell those guys, Hey, we'll see you next year. Lord willing, just really felt like God has advanced the ministry of small town summits and to his glory. I mean, that Vermont summit was really special, really seemed the spirit met us in a special way. And it's exciting to think that that ministry will continue staying more connected with the podcast and the articles and other ways in between, but also just that we'll be back and mm. continue to build that camaraderie and, and the fellowship among the guys yeah. in their, in their yeah. region. Without re-articulating the whole partner team vision, uh, one of the things that we hope would happen with the partner team is that it would promote greater locality. Right, the the people who are the faces of uh, the events in each state are in that state and uh, can form relationships with people in that state. And with the guys that we've got in those states, I can say now, like these are the guys that I hope people know because they're so quality and they're being so faithful. And just yeah. on following up on that Vermont um, summit that we just had, five years you brought that out, Tim. Um, Josh Moore, the pastor of Red Door Church, there in South Royalton. I remember because I remember vividly that was our second summit 
and we were just getting our feet on the ground. And we were so surprised that the place was filled and I couldn't help, but, but go back again and just see um, what has happened and to realize, as you mentioned, Tim, that this now will happen. I Lord willing every year. And I, I know for that local pastor, Josh Moore, it's so encouraging that as he has slugged it out that, in his little community, he's been able to host this twice, not to say he'll host it again, but like, it was just, it was just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I have, have a hard time putting words to it, but it was, it was just so wonderful to realize, man, God is, God is doing something in small towns in Vermont and the summits are serving that. And, 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 and the, and the, and the gratitude of pastors and ministry leaders walking away from there was just so heart filling. And I, I just want to add to that, David, you know, for me, it was really special because it was really the first time that I had met you guys. And then now to be on the leadership team several years in and to know you as brothers who I love and who encourage me so often, it was it was kind of an Ebenezer of sorts, as I think we talked about uh, just seeing God's faithfulness and kind of seeing that stone almost of being in the same church and seeing what God has done during that time and to see the summit grow even numerically. But, you know, another part of that is when I went into that summit five years ago, uh, I was really discouraged as a small town pastor, kind of starting to wonder, is it worth it? Is is God using me in this small place, in this difficult state to do ministry? And I'm not saying I've never said that small town summits is what kept me here, but it's part of what kept me here. There's absolutely no doubt. And so in that sense, I don't know if I would still be serving in New England or in Vermont uh, without small town summits. It just was what I needed to see the value in what God was doing and to stick it out and not just stick it out, but to thrive. And um, so how encouraging to go back and just to praise God. And like you said, David, being in the same church building, there was just something really special uh, to then be able to speak and to just say, okay, God, this is all you and you deserve the glory in Vermont and beyond. And that's going to include uh, hard ministry in hard places, but also all the blessings that come out of that. It's really, really neat to see that. I want to get into um, talking about the content of the summits so far this year themselves and how they've been going. But before we move into that, I just want to take a second to honor um, David and Stephen and Ben in your respective ways. One thing that stood out at the Vermont summit was that Stephen and David were there in really, if I can say it, like gratuitous roles. Like you weren't, you were there because you wanted to be. And um, so I, I want to make sure we're connecting all of this back to God's goodness and his faithfulness and what he's doing, right? So here is him laying the vision of small town summits on two men's hearts um, over five years ago. And here um, they were faithful to say yes and to just take this idea, not knowing what all it would turn into, and just begin to... Uh, move forward with it and to see how the Lord's used it. Um, I think the only commercial that small town summits would need is that it potentially kept Tim counts in ministry. Um, but for the Lord to have used it in that capacity and then for him to grow it and bring in other brothers who we love and respect that have been able to keep that same, um, 
content, the same spirit of it. And for you guys to be able to attend, I think is really uh, rewarding and special. And Ben, there's no, um, we can't turn this into some kind of like bro episode where we all just are effusive in love for you or, or respect and admiration for you. But um, we asked people to pray for you coming on as an executive director and for God to use that to um, help expand the ministry. And so I want to celebrate God's faithfulness in him answering people's prayers through your faithfulness as the Lord's given you strength. These summits have maintained the same character um, and the partner team has been able to thrive in their role because you've been the glue and you've been the leader that's helped get everything done. And I, I told you, even though you weren't at the Vermont summit, which I think itself is a testament to how the Lord's used these other partners to help get things done, your fingerprints were all over it. Um, just like they always are behind the scenes on every article and podcast episode and, and everything. So man, I want to praise God for how it's gone so far, including just the way that he's brought alongside um, financial partners with individuals and churches who have come alongside us to be able to have you doing this role. And it has been so meaningful. So if you're listening and the Lord's used you to help support the ministry, just know that it has been, um, we are seeing the fruit of it. And I want to get into talking about that with the summits, but we would not be able to do it without you being in this role. And you wouldn't be able to be in this role without the generosity of people who have started to come alongside us in, in the ways that they have. So I want to celebrate God's faithfulness to us in, in all of that and through you, brother. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, we've done now three summits in 2023, uh, Rhode Island, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Um, so brothers, in terms of the content that the Lord has led us to, and even in some of the the feedback or the breakout sessions, how have you seen God at work? Uh, what do you want listeners who haven't gotten to it, attend a summit to, to know about uh, what God's been doing so far this year? You know, the first thing that struck me, Ben, is that um, I've not encountered anyone at a summit so far who has said, boy, this is irrelevant to me in my situation. <laughs> I don't feel any weakness in ministry. What are you talking about? I'm coming in feeling very strong in every area of my life. I mean, it's just an incredibly applicable thing. And e even the speakers we heard in Vermont, um, each one shared significant weakness in their lives. I think it's all it's it's provided an opportunity for us to be real with each other, even from the front, which I think in many contexts is kind of an unusual thing. So I've really appreciated that. Um, I know I've heard folks in the, at the summit say the same thing that um, there's something unusual about a person admitting not just past weakness but present weakness from the front, and I think that can create a culture of transparency and authenticity that's really, really helpful. You know, I think what has really struck me the most as I've been at two summits now, Rhode Island and Vermont, is uh, just the power of the word to talk about these issues. As we've seen that cumulative effect now a couple of times already from Second Corinthians, and in my own heart, 
I just can't let go of this idea in Second Corinthians 12, 9, that the power of Christ rests upon us, that Jesus tabernacles with us, that he pitches his tent with us in our weakness. That has just stuck with me through trial after trial after trial and and sometimes feeling really inadequate or weak in ministry. And so I pray that those lessons will really stick with those who attend the summits and continue to bear fruit and mm-hmm. encouragement in pastors' lives. Mm-hmm. A couple other things, Ben, that have really struck me in terms of um, these. So in the in the summits this year, all year, we're doing expositions of 2 Corinthians chapters 1, 4, 12, taking kind of soundings in the Apostle Paul about what it means to see weakness as not just something to overcome, although Paul Paul asked for the thorn to be taken away, so it's good to do that, but as a gift when God decides not to take it away. And uh, one one thing that, Ben Whittinghill, you said in your plenary in Vermont that, um, that has been really helping me, and I've been thinking about too, is that um, Paul Paul says that he was comforted in his affliction so that he could comfort others with the very comfort he received. And I think sometimes we misunderstood that to mean, um, basically, he's saying we we can have empathy when we suffer the way other people suffer. And he's not saying that. He, he says what we comfort other people with is not our affliction, but we comfort others with the comfort with which we were comforted. So uh, Paul's not just talking about being able to put your arm around someone and say, hey, I've been where you've been. He is saying, I've received this supernatural comfort from God in my affliction, in my weakness. And out of that experience, I, I want to overflow to you that divine comfort. That's a very different mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. He says God has comforted us in all our afflictions so that in any other afflictions, not just the ones we've experienced. And so I'm really thankful for that um, insight. I thought you brought that out really well in Vermont. And then um, also our partner, Marty Baskin, when he spoke on 2 Corinthians 4, he he highlighted verse verse 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We have this treasure in jars of clay. And the treasure is in the previous verse. It's God's glory in the person in the face of Jesus Christ. And the treasure is in just humble, uh, just common use clay vessels. And I've been thinking about that. Marty said... You know, he said, um, essentially, we we try to we we think of ourselves as pastors often as God's gift to the church, and we are just clay vessels. I, I think as well as pastors, we're always trying to like kind of pretty up our clay vessel or make it a little nicer than the other clay vessels at the conference. And and Marty also said, you know, we. We, we have these accomplishments or we put these things in our resume and nobody cares. <laughs> this is <laughs> such a helpful thing for him to say. It's true. Like, we, you know, we we have all these little, oh, I wrote for so-and-so. What's I've never heard of that publication before. That means nothing to me. Or, you know, or I met so-and-so. Well, who's that? Well, 
it, it, we're just clay vessels and the treasure is not us. The treasure is, is God. And Amen. it's so good for us to keep on reminding ourselves of that. Yeah. I think that, um, those reminders and just a, a fresh opportunity at each of these summits to take our eyes off of ourselves. Uh, one of the things that this does is, um, not only shows how God is using our ministry weakness or or afflictions or sufferings that we may be going through, but just to lift our eyes off of self-pity or wondering if we're going to be able to endure or um, how hard we have it, to lift our eyes and to look to Jesus together, and then to look across from there and see these same experiences being experienced by other brothers and sisters throughout the state that you may not have even known existed. And there, I think that is one of the great values of our summits that I got to see it fresh uh, a couple of weeks ago is just to get that Elijah prophet syndrome out of us where we feel like I, I am alone. Um, and God's like, I've got 7,000 more people just like you where that comes from. There's a, there's a yeah. whole, remnant of people who are also faithfully laboring and you need to connect with them and pray with them and pray for them. Uh, and it is so helpful to know not only that you're not alone, but to be able to create friendships and connection at these summits that will last beyond the summit. And, um, I got to see that afresh in Vermont and, uh, it it's neat to see people who, didn't know each other before and you're you love both of them dearly and you're watching them meet and you're like oh this is a special moment in the kingdom because now you're going to know each other and and be helped by each other and god's i know the encouragement and the blessing that this guy is and i'm so excited for you to have him in your life now that's always been something that's been encouraging to me about summits i'll come back from a summit um just so encouraged by the fact that i'm not alone doing this thing um no matter where we are. That's one of the things that I always like to share with my church when I get back. Like, hey, I know that week to week, we only see each other walking for Christ. We only see each other worshiping Christ. But man, there are faithful people all over uh, New England, all over our state uh, who are who are seeking to live for and honor Christ with their lives and ministries. And so um, I was talking with a pastor just recently um, about whether he should bring other people from his church to a summit. And I think whether you're a pastor or not, um, coming and getting that truth from Second Corinthians, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor. <laughs> like that, that, that applies to you. Um, and seeing other brothers and sisters around New England living faithfully for the Lord doesn't matter if you're a pastor. That's going to be encouraging to you. And so, um, you know, we got a summit here in New Hampshire, June 1st, uh, Maine, September 23rd, Massachusetts, October 12th, Connecticut, October 26th. Whether you're a pastor or not, this is going to be encouraging. And the encouragement is going to come from God's word. So good. Yeah. And I, I think we'd be remiss not to mention that these uh, summits have these breakout sessions mm -hmm. that give people real opportunity to have things broken down in a smaller group. And they are, depending on the size of the summit, pretty, pretty intimate gatherings where you're able to really dive into a topic or to hear from each other. And um, we are doing our best to record those so that we can feature them on the podcast. For people that uh, missed out on Heather Peets' breakout on 
the life and poetry of Anne Bradstreet. Uh, and there were eight of us in there that got to listen to it, but we recorded it so that we can get some of that content here. Um, I, I think it's just more of God's goodness to celebrate how people are um, preparing well to serve people, even if there's only eight to 10 people that attend a breakout. And it's just one more feature of what we're trying to highlight as a ministry of Jesus's glory is worth preparing well to serve eight people who are serving Jesus in small towns with this content that's going to be deeply refreshing and encouraging. And Heather Peaks nailed it in that breakout. It was it was incredible. I was there, and it was a really just wonderfully done breakout. So looking forward to having other people hear it. We have we have summits coming this year, but now our plan is every year there'll be summits, and at every summit there is something for anyone who's in church leadership or cares about the church. The breakouts, the plenary sessions apply to everyone who's following Jesus. I mean, Jesus isn't just using weak pastors. Uh, we, we all qualify as weak. So, um, and I, I look forward to seeing how our breakout speakers and including more sisters involved with that, just seeing what God does with that, because I, I do think, um, that the hope of the church in new England is uh, sisters and brothers linking arms in our weakness, um, because we, we share this, this treasure in our earthen vessel. So I, I'm just, I don't know, ecstatic about seeing how this thing is unfolding and using this as a, an opportunity to say, if you're listening to this, it's for you, it's for anyone in your church. Um, and and we just urge you to bring as many people from your church as possible. Well, again, we praise God for how he's using the summits so far this year. Please do continue to pray with us for the three summits that are coming up in the fall. I want to take just a moment and highlight how God is also using the articles and the podcasts and some of the surprising ways that we've seen got at work through some of these aspects of the ministry that really came along later um, to kind of have an, an accretive value to what we're doing with the summits and kind of spreading out the reach of some of what God's teaching us. So um, Tim, man, can you share with us a little bit about the articles and how things are going there and whether it's things to celebrate or prayer for plan going forward. Yeah, I would love to. It is, it is so encouraging to receive these articles as the content manager and then to edit them and think through it with the authors a little bit. But honestly, even just saying that I, I don't have to heavily edit these articles. It's just so encouraging to see how many gifted ministry leaders and pastors there are in New England, uh, most of whom are not writing for national publications. And so that's one of our visions is to give them a voice and an opportunity to use those gifts that God's given them. And so just to give you a quick rundown of the last five months, just in 2023, I wrote an article in January and I serve in Vermont. So I'm going to just highlight where each pastor is so you can kind of see the New England reach. And uh, that article was a book review, which we do every now and then, uh, called A Loving Life, A Book and a Life That Small Town Pastors Need, about the book A Loving Life by Paul Miller. Uh, such a phenomenal book, and I just wanted to make sure that people hear that message. And then in February, we had an article from Ben Rule, our own executive director, serving in New Hampshire, 
called Unique Discipleship Opportunities in Small Places. A lot of helpful content there. And then in March, we had Joel Sadam singing in small places. And Joel is a pastor in Rhode Island. And just some really helpful thoughts about developing worship ministry in small towns. And then in April, we had Doug Cooper, who serves in New Hampshire, right? As the church declines nationally, how might small town churches respond? So some really helpful thoughts about what's currently happening and how that ties into what's currently happening on a national scale and how that ties into small town ministry. And then just this month for our May article, one of our partners, Ian Shear, wrote The Curative Power of the Gospel and Fighting Terminal Cancer. Ian's a pastor serving in Maine. And just in the last six months, he has found out that he has what's called terminal cancer. Uh, we praise God that we do see God working in his life. And uh, we're so grateful that he continues to serve not only with his church, but also with small town summits as he fights this cancer. But Boy, Ian's article is just another example of why we do Small Town Summits articles. Some of the articles, as you could hear just in the past five months, are very tied into specifics of small town ministry. I mean, that's our wheelhouse. We always want to be doing that. At the same time, one of our goals is to feature articles that uh, maybe would not have the reach that small town summits can give them otherwise, or maybe not even the voice. So in other words, maybe that pastor would not even think of writing that article if we weren't giving them this opportunity. And so, you know, Ian's article is a good example of how it doesn't necessarily tie into small town ministry. It's just a really well-written, well-thought-out article from the heart that God is using in a powerful way as a pastor of a small town in Maine fights cancer and how that ties into his hope in the gospel. And just talking about the reach of how God is using these articles and how he's good in uh, bringing himself glory and using our weak efforts as Ben was sharing from Psalm 136. Boy, you know, with Ian's article, just as an example, we have seen uh, God use this with people from his hospital, doctors and others getting on the Small Town Summit's website, reading this article and hearing the hope of the gospel and the hope of Jesus and how that affects one of their patients. And uh, so it's just another example of what we can praise God for with how he's using our authors. And looking ahead, I actually have enough articles, more than enough articles for the rest of 2023 coming our way in terms of just authors lined up and topics mostly chosen. And so it's kind of exciting. I don't want to promise anything, but I think we're going to see several months in 2023 where we have an article on the first of the month, like usual, but another article on the 15th of the month, just because I don't want to make people necessarily wait until 2024. Uh, so if anyone's listening and they are a small town pastor in particular, we like to focus on New England pastors, but they don't have to be. Uh, it's just a great opportunity to use your writing gifts, a chance to be edited, and a chance to serve the broader church, especially, but not always, focusing on small town ministry. And so they can always contact us through our website and and send us an article pitch or idea. Uh, I, Tim, and I, I think we could highlight ways that God has used the articles to speak to different people. 
my favorite that I've heard recently because I, I love this brother. And so I'm so thankful for an opportunity for us to get to be a blessing in his life at all. But Dan Crichton, who's been a guest on this podcast, he's one of our partners in Rhode Island, said that your article on taking a sabbatical helped him move forward and pull the trigger on him getting intentional season of rest this summer. But that's just one example of when we're getting to be a real source of encouragement and help. Um, here's a brother who's served in Jesus's church faithfully for north of 20 years. I don't know how long Dan's been pastoring. He's never taken a sabbatical before. And the Lord used you to help him to do it, which is going to serve him and his family and his church. Um, and so, and I know that there are tons of other examples through other articles, but I think that's my favorite that I've heard because of how much I love Dan and how much I love you and just see the Lord uh, using you and using articles in that such a practical, tangible way mm -hmm. um, is really sweet of the Lord to give us a kind of a window into how he's using it. Yeah. Praise God for that. I actually know another New England pastor who is taking a sabbatical this summer because of that article, humanly speaking, another who's planning one, Lord willing, for next year, another who has shared it with his board and helping plan his sabbatical. And so, yeah, that, praise God. I mean, I'm just a weak <laughs> vessel, but if God can use me to help other pastors get the refreshment they need so they can continue to serve the church in New England, then that's something to give God glory for. He's good. Just really quickly to highlight a little bit of where we've been as a podcast. So uh, hard to believe coming to the close of season four after just over two years of getting to do this. And and I can't believe the privilege that it is when we sat down and talked about starting the podcast and just said, man, I think I'm going to just have a front row seat to the blessing of getting to learn from all these different small town uh, ministry laborers. And it has proven that a lot of times I'll go back and listen to the episode when they come out. And I learned things again, um, just from the guests of this show. And so this season alone, we've gotten to talk with Chap Bettis about managing your household well in small places. We've done this new kind of episode with these roundtables, theological vision for community service as a means of mission. We did another one on theological vision for church planting in small places. Um, got to do a kind of a an audio book review with Donnie Griggs and Ronnie Martin on their book, Pastoring Small Towns. Um, Jerry Schumann did this amazing breakout in Vermont, and we got to give the same content. And actually the same with Michael Badger and Josh Moore, both breakout presenters in Vermont featuring their content. Uh, even before the summit happened, a praying church in small places and finding courage in small places. Can't think of any two topics more relevant for churches laboring in small towns than learning to pray corporately together as a church, finding fresh courage and conviction for prayer, and then rising up from prayer to faithfully bear witness to Jesus in an increasingly secular culture. And to that end, we had Travis Reimer talking about speaking the truth in love about gender and sexuality in small places, which may not be a topic that anybody um, just wants to meditate on and wants to hang out on, but uh, probably not one that's 
more pressing that people need to think thoughtfully about. And Travis did an amazing job on that front. So if people have not listened to that, go back and check that out. Um, all of these, just such a privilege. And it's been really encouraging to get feedback from people of how God is using these episodes. And the shelf life of these articles and podcasts is so encouraging. And we got an email last week of how somebody was so encouraged by uh, staying encouraged in small places um, with Ben Preston and uh, also around pastoring through hardship and heartache with Michael Lang. And those were from a couple of seasons ago, and we're still getting encouragement um, of how God is using it in their lives. Um you know, months and months and months later. So praise God for how he's using these episodes. And I think probably just a, an encouragement to people, if if they have been a blessing to you, then to share them with other people um, because the Lord is using the content of different guests that join this podcast to uh, blesses people and to help them in ministry. We've we've heard stories of guys making cross country moves uh, because of how God's used the content of guests on this podcast and how He's at work in small towns. Um, guys move to small town Midwest and guys moving to small town Maine um, because of how um, they've seen God's glory at work in small town New England uh, through this ministry. So. I want to give all glory to God for that. I also want to just um, praise you, Ben, for the way that you don't only shape the content, but also the tone of this podcast. It's it's not just that you're a great host, it's that you have a heart for Jesus and that shines through. Um, So I'm always encouraged by listening to the podcasts uh, because I get ministered to by you in the same way I get ministered to by Tim every time he opens his mouth. So um, thankful for you, man, and thankful for the for the for the work that you're doing, just organizing it and running it. And he and he does have that really nice voice that helps. Oh, that's everything. Well, I, I yeah, I was scared. Thank you, Ben. It's a meaningful, man. And I was scared of having Michael Badger on the show because it. I mean, that's a quick way to lose your job. Um, so right. he was one and done. He was one and done, and uh, he's he's not coming on again. So uh, he can stay in his article lane and keep reading articles beautifully for us. Right. Um, guys, any any kind of final uh, thoughts around God's faithfulness to us so far this year or prayers and hopes for the remainder of the year that you would impart to anybody listening in? Ben, let me just say, um, in my fourth decade of ministry, uh, I tell people this, my first decade, I was overcoming traditionalism, second decade, overcoming pragmatism, third decade, overcoming egotism. And this last decade, I'm not sure it's my last, but this fourth decade uh, is overcoming optimism. And that's kind of obviously tongue in cheek in the sense that I am just so optimistic about what God, I see God doing in the in New England. And uh, it, small town summits is such a significant part of that. And so I just I just thank God for uh, watching him at work using small town summits as a means of encouraging uh, pastoral ministry ministry leaders, um, giving relevant content to in, into small places. I mean, our dream behind all this was there's a lot of good stuff around the country and around the world, but rural guys in New England often don't go to hear them 
aren't, or they wonder, is it really applicable? And yet the stuff at Small Town Summit is 100% relevant. It's accessible. It's a one-day deal. And man, is it, uh, it's so encouraging. So that's my, uh, my, my read on things. I, I too, David, would say I feel as persuaded of the need as we were five or six years ago uh, when we started. And to me, the most encouraging thing is that it feels like God is bringing together an increasing number of people who agree with us about the need and feel optimistic about the opportunity too. And that includes this leadership team and the partner team and the folks who are listening to the podcast and reading the articles and attending the summits. It also includes individuals and churches who are supporting us financially. And, you know, that's been a real encouragement to us that we have multiple churches who have come on just in the last number of, of months to support us monthly financially. And we would love for more individuals and, and churches to support what we're doing with prayer and financial gifts just to make it possible for us to continue to, to further this vision and to encourage more small town churches and pastors and see every small town in New England with a community-engaged, gospel-centered church. Um, just praise God for the vision that he's um, He's strengthening and deepening in us and the people he's bringing alongside too. Well, Stephen, amen to that. And um, I just want to celebrate again, all of this has been a mark of God's incredible kindness um, and a, a demonstration of his ability to showcase his strength in the midst of much weakness. Um, I don't think anybody who listens in, they may have some kind of vision, right? Stephen writes for desiring God. And every time he opens his mouth, just gold falls out. So they must just put you on a pedestal of like, Hey, this guy is super strong. And I go to glean from his strength. And only Stephen knows the depth of his weakness. And so, so sorry to use you as the example, brother, but I, I think people can hold you in that place and not know um, just how needy and desperate for the Lord Jesus and his victory and his strength you are. And that goes for David and Ben and Tim. Um, we know what a beautiful thing it is for the Lord to magnify his name through anything that we get to put our hands to. And That's so... Right. We want to end where we started this episode by saying he is at work and we are seeing even in some surprising ways, some ways that are that are bigger or have a further reach than we ever intended when we put our yes on the table to be a part of this ministry. And uh, we wanted to take time just to say he is so good and we would love for more people to join us in giving thanks to him, but also in partnering with us in this ministry, because how amazing that he is clearly at work in it, that he is with us and he's showcasing that, that his blessing is on this ministry. And so if you've not attended a summit or if you want to invite other people into attending, praying, writing, podcasting, uh, we would love for more people to join us so that the thanksgiving to God for his kindness continues to increase until his glory covers every nook and cranny of every small place everywhere, because that's what he's doing. So 
guys, thanks for taking the time um, to come and have this uh, leadership team roundtable episode. I think it's good for listeners to get to hear from you, um, often serving behind the scenes or in other capacities, and uh, to get to worship God together with us for his kindness. So thanks for taking the time. Amen, Ben. Thank you, man. What a pleasure. Thank you. Great to be a part of this team. Thank you, Lord Ben. bless you guys. Well, very truly, we can say, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And his love and his covenant kindness to his people is his reason for all that he does. And we are such glad recipients of his steadfast love together with you. As always, if you'd like to know more about our ministry or to read some of those articles that Tim talked about or to see other information about our podcasts or upcoming summits, you can visit our website, smalltownsummits.com. We would love to stay connected with you. Uh, If you have feedback for us about ideas for articles or podcast episodes or for how God is using this in your life. It's always a blessing to hear from you. So please do reach out if we can serve you in any way. And until next season, may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and fill you with his peace that comes to us in Christ.